0: Praise the Lord. It's always a privilege to bring God's word, um, and I do not take it for granted. Uh, so thank you, Papa. Thank you, Mama, wherever you are. Thank you, Pastor Jethro. Thank you, Pastor Wole. Because I believe we're all enjoying this series. Above all, if you're enjoying it, please, show of hands. Uh, some people are not enjoying it, oh. all. <laughs> If you are enjoying this series, show of hands, please. Praise the Lord. On Sunday, PK reminded us that Jesus is the light, right? Who was here in church on Sunday? That Jesus is the light that God gave us, right? And last week, Wednesday, how many people were here? Minister Kingsley preached about us being above all fears. Okay, is there anybody here that is still afraid of anything? Oh, thank God. Thank God we are no longer afraid of anything. Praise the Lord. You know, in continuation of that, fears, okay, birth stress. You when know, you're afraid of something, you begin to think about it. You are, so your body begins to tell you that there's something wrong. You are, you are tensed up because you are afraid. Okay? And I remember... Um, when I was still very active in the department, um, every Thursday in that department we used to meet. And there's this guy, you know, because when we start our meeting, we will say everybody should go around and just tell us um, how your week has been. Tell us something that you, want to, you are grateful to God for. And there's this particular guy. Every Thursday, when he gets to his turn, he will say, I thank God for sanity. As in that's the first thing he will say, I thank God for sanity. And I used to just wonder, sunny every day, every day, and every week, you, they you the get sanity problem. You know, I just, I just, I just used to think, what is it? So I had to find out, why, why, sanity, why sanity? And then I found out that this guy lives on the mainland and works on the island. I think it was around Lecky. So he would say, thank God for sanity. It's the same pepper, you know. <laughs> Go to Lecky every day and come back. You, you need a sane mind to, to continue to do it. And stress was just building up. And you know, scientifically, it has been proven that when people are under stress, a lot of sicknesses just begin to develop in their body. Insomnia—that's uh, you're unable to sleep. You know, things like headaches, chest pain, nausea, vomiting, lack of concentration, and that lack of concentration alone is another stress that will bring fear. That is, it now becomes a vicious cycle because you can't concentrate. Your customer is waiting for you to deliver, but you can't concentrate to deliver. Your boss is waiting for you to deliver, but you can't concentrate. So the stress just begins to develop, and then it develops into other diseases, other things in your body, okay? But tonight, I'm trusting God to help us understand that as children of God, hmm, we are above all sicknesses, diseases, and plagues. So you can choose a topic now. Above all sicknesses, above all diseases, above all plagues, praise the Lord. You know, a lot of times, uh, as Christians, we do not fully understand or what? what should I or or realize um, what Christ's coming signifies? A lot of times, yeah, we are born again, we are giving our life to Christ, but what does He mean? Why did Christ come? Yes, he came to die for my sins, but why? what does he mean to me? Okay, I'm no longer a sinner. What does he really mean in other areas? And the only way, really, the only way you can really understand or have a total understanding of why Christ came is by the study of the written word. That's the Bible. Now, I call it the written word because it centers around one person, Jesus Christ. Okay? And Jesus Christ is the living word. So you study the written word to understand the living word better. Praise the Lord. Now, for those who do not know, Jesus is the living word. Projector, please help me. John one, from verses one to three. PK used this um, scripture on Sunday to explain something to us. Okay, he says, in the beginning, before all time, was the Word Christ. Okay, do you see there clearly written? The word is Christ. And the word was with God. And the word was God himself. He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him was not even one thing. Three, please. And without him was not even one thing made that has come into being. So I'm reading all that so that you understand that Jesus is the living word. It was Jesus they were talking about here when they were talking about the word. Praise the Lord. So I hope, I hope it's making sense. Okay. And now, the question will be, okay, if I study the word, what do I get? What's in it for me? What am I really looking out for? And this is, okay, like, like, like a digress. Um, this helps me when I'm studying the Bible, okay? Maybe some other day I might talk about that. When I know what I'm looking for, you know, when you know what you're looking for, like they will teach in, in schools, um, they will give you um, learning outcomes. If you know the learning outcome, then when you are reading the thing, you'll be seeing the things you should look out for, okay? So what are you looking out for? What do you discover? Okay, when you are studying about health in the Bible, what, what are you going to discover? Okay, so I'm going into the Bible, and I'm saying, okay, I want to study about health. I'm saying I'm above, above sicknesses. What am I looking out for? Okay, you'll find out, you'll find out a couple of things. Okay, I'll try and share a couple of the things you'll find out when you start to study. Okay? Um, number one, okay, number one, you'll find out that Christ has redeemed you from sicknesses. Praise the Lord. When you study the word, you see that Christ's coming, one of the significance of him coming was to redeem me from sicknesses. And I believe he has come to redeem you from sicknesses as well. Galatians 3, 13. If you have the TPT version, okay, for those who have never seen this, okay, it says, yet Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law." He absorbed it completely, as it became a curse in our place. For it is written, "Everyone who is hung upon a tree is doubly cursed." Praise the Lord. Do you have the King James version? Do you have the King James version? Does anybody? Can you quickly share that with me? Okay. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken. No, King James version of Galatians three thirteen. Okay, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, "Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. And we all know Christ hung on a tree, okay? He's hanging on a tree was so that we can be redeemed from the curse of the law. So somebody here will say, okay, what is the curse of the law? What is the curse of the law? There's only one way to find out. We also go back to the written word, right? That was where I started. Go back to the written word. Projector, please help me. Deuteronomy 28. It's a very long read, um, so and I would not um, read the whole thing, but I'll just speak parts of it and then we'll summarize. From verse 1, it says, And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations. That's just an intro. If you continue further, you'll see that it talks about blessings, maybe the first, maybe 12 12 verses, and then it goes to courses, courses for disobedience, okay? Courses for disobedience, it goes there and talks about it. We'll not read the entire thing, but I'll try and summarize. If you go, if you study it, if you sit with it, if you read, you'll see that all those courses can be summarized into three things. All the courses, you can summarize them under these three headings, okay? Number one. Cost was their sustenance. Okay? Their source of living. They were cost. If they disobeyed, they were cost because of that. And when you're talking about sustenance, you're talking about my means of livelihood. When you say somebody is poor, it's because they cannot afford basic, he cannot afford certain things. Okay? That's why they will say the person is poor. So Christ came to redeem us from poverty. Verse 16 of Deuteronomy 28. Projector. Verse 16 to 20 and verse 24. He says, now I'm talking about sustenance. He says, "Cost shall thou be in the city, and cost shall thou be in the field. 17. Cause shall be thy basket and thy store. Cause shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land. The increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Cause shall thou be when thou comest in, and cost shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me. Okay, let me see what's in verse 24. The Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. If rain has become dust, it means there will not be food. It means there will be famine. It means people will not have anything to eat. And see, poverty will be rife in the land. This is one of the causes. And Galatians 3.13 tells us that Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law, right? So I'm saying all of this so that we understand what these causes are, okay? The second thing, in summary, is death. And now, uh, by death, I mean spiritual death. Christ has redeemed us from spiritual death. Okay? Now, he so that, so, that, so that we don't get it wrong. Um, how do I put, how do I put this now? Someday if Jesus tarries, we will die. Okay? I'm, I'm I'm you know, I don't like to talk about that too much, but someday if Jesus tarries, we will die. Now, we will live long. Okay, that's one of the promises we have. We will live long to ripe old ages. But eventually, if Jesus does not come, we will all die. Okay? But that's not the death we're talking We're not talking about physical death. We're talking about spiritual death. That's what Christ came to redeem us from. Okay? But if you read it, it's talking about death, that they will die, things and this and this will happen to them, they will be held captive here and there. Okay? The third thing, in summary, the third thing, is sicknesses, and this is where we're going. Projector, help me with verse 21. 21 to 23, Deuteronomy 28, from verse 21. Okay. It says, The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee, until he have consumed thee from off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. 22. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, and with a fever, and with an inflammation, and with an extreme burning, and with a sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. Praise the Lord. Twenty-three. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth shall be on that the earth that is under thee shall be iron. Okay? Help me with 27 to 28. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt and with the emeralds and with the scarb, and with the itch, whereof thou canst not be healed. Praise the Lord. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. Praise the Lord. See, if you read further, you'll see different, different causes that they said they were going to have. If you read down, plenty courses, plenty, virtually Every sickness was mentioned here. Okay, this inflammation that you see uh, here—the first day I saw it, I called my wife and I said, "Because in medical science now, they say inflammation is the root cause of almost every disease. That inflammation will first start in the cell." So I told her, "I see this inflammation that they are teaching you people now. You people are hearing about is already in the Bible. The Bible said it that you you have inflammation." But now medical science believes that inflammation is the root cause of every every disease will just have inflammation of the cell. But well, it's already in the Bible. The Bible already told us about inflammation. Praise the Lord. Okay? So Christ has come to redeem us from all of these diseases. Okay? Now, in case you read it and you do not understand. Okay, they say consumption. I later found out that, that consumption was tuberculosis. You know, you can go and find out what all of those diseases mean if you want to study diseases. But then we're not exactly studying diseases tonight. Okay, but you need to understand that um, all of these are already there. Projector, please help me with verse 61 of that of Deuteronomy 28. Verse 61. Okay, and he says, also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. So in case, in case you did not see uh, that disease inside there, he says anyone, anything that comes like a disease that you can just imagine, it is inside it, it is part of the cause. Just in case you did not hear cancer, you did not hear um, migraine, or any of those things that you know, it says any disease. Okay? Are we together? Okay. Now, let me say this before somebody will leave here and believe that uh, God shares diseases. God, <laughs> God doesn't have diseases. Okay? Now, PK has taught us that when we are talking about a cause, it means... You are, you are empowered to fail in that area. It's not like God will sit down and be sending a pay to anybody. No, God is not doing it. God does not have diseases. Okay? He's not the one sharing it. But when you are out of the law, when you are not born again, when you do not understand your right, you are in the devil's domain. And he, can, he has that he's sending, he's just share it in as he wills. Praise the Lord. Okay? So, for you to, if, in case you are still thinking it's God that gives disease, eh, let me help you very quickly. Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38. It's not God that shares disease, though so he doesn't have it. He says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So it is the devil that is oppressing anybody that is having disease. It's not God. Is that clear? It's not God. So don't think uh, God brought it on me. No. It's not God that brought it. It's the devil. Anything you see that is wrong, it is the devil. And so we have shared enough of that on this pulpit. So I want it to sink in. Praise the Lord. But you have to also help me with Luke 13, 16. Luke 13, 16. That's just to buttress the fact that it's not God that is sharing disease. And okay, Jesus was here talking he healed somebody, and they were, the, the people were complaining that on Sabbath day he healed somebody. So he said, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound, it was Satan that bounded, that, that held her in bondage, lo, no, these 18 years be loosed from this bond on Sabbath day. It was Satan, it's Satan that binds people. So if you have any sickness, know it now that it is Satan, it is not God. Okay, so I just wanted to put that out before somebody will leave eh, here and say, God will share disease. God doesn't share causes. He doesn't share diseases, okay? But to buttress this point that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, okay, um, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians verse 1 that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is established, okay? So I'll give three other scriptures just for the sake of somebody who has not seen it before to let you know that Christ has redeemed you from sicknesses. Isaiah 53, I'll start from the Old Testament, 53 verses 4 and 5. Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5. It says, surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Praise the Lord. Matthew 8, 17, but tracing the point, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Praise the Lord. And the third one, 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you he were healed, okay. You will see righteousness. You will see uh, delivering us from sins, and you see healing in the same sentence. It's Just to know that they are one and the same. They come from the same place, okay. See, eh? I, I have personally had, uh, personally, I've had my my bout with sicknesses, okay. So I'm not talking about something that I've not handled. Uh, what I'm telling tonight is it's it's, a, it's something I have personal experience with, okay. I remember. In between 2014 and 2017, about two and a half to three years, okay? Um, and in that period, I can't tell you when exactly it started because I, I, I really don't know. But I had this permanent headache. I don't know if, um, as in the headache was just there. It was a constant K in my life. So sometimes I'll sit in church here. I usually, I used to sit somewhere in the middle there and my head would bang. It would just be banging, bang, 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 from morning till night. Every day, all day. Every day, all day. The only time I did not know, mark my words, I did not know that I had that headache was when I was asleep. So I probably had it, but after plenty struggle, I would sleep. That's the only time I did not know I had the headache. For close to three years. And I would come, I would go to work, the headache was just permanently there. There was nothing I did not try to do in my own power. Okay? I'd taken the regular medication, but nothing was going. i had prayed, just prayed, you know, not, not serious prayer, but I just prayed. But the headache was just there. I remember that period. Mr. Emeka is not here. He may not remember, but we're talking one day, and he just said, how can you live in Lagos and, and complain of headache? And then, when he said, how can you live in Lagos and complain of headache? You know, I, I thought of it that, eh, okay, so maybe nobody will only me they get this kind of headache. But for minister, it maker her to be saying, how can you be in labor and complain of headache? Maybe into they get in share of this kind of headache. You know? <laughs> you know, that was what I just thought in my mind. You know, it was consolation for me. But the headache was bad. Sometimes it will paralyze this half of my head. I will not be able to do anything. Okay? So, and, you know, my wife would always say, uh, let's, let's, let's go and see a doctor so that we know what we are believing God for let's you know, even know what we're believing God for. What kind of healing are we expecting, you know? So after plenty of persuasion, I decided to go to the hospital. Uh, Sister Ineka, one of those days you saw me in the hospital. Uh, you brought Obosa. For me, I came, to, <laughs> I came to talk about this headache. <laughs> so I saw the general practitioner. And the guy, I saw him the first time. He gave me drugs. He said I should go. After two weeks, I should come. I took the drugs, regular things. Nothing happened. I told him I taking paracetamol. This thing will not. Work. I took the drugs. I went back after two weeks. Nothing happened. He gave me another one. Two weeks again. Come back. I went. Nothing happened. So when he, got, he say, when he gave me the second one and I came back, he said, he said, um, I, I will recommend that you see a consultant. Ah, you know, <laughs> you know when they say you see consultant, it means the case is you don't pass my power. Go and see the experts, the people that. So when your case is needing consultation, you know, it's a, it's a serious matter. So I saw the consultant the first day, and the guy went through my records, saw the things that they are giving me, and he said, um, okay, that you give me something stronger, and I believe this will work. He gave me, he said I should come back after one month. I took it to, oh, I took it, took it, nothing happened. It was as if nothing changed. The headache was still there, permanently there, every time there. Sometimes it will paralyze me. So I went back after a month to see the same consultant. And he said, okay, that will give me something stronger. <laughs> that will give me something stronger that it will work. Okay? So he gave me something stronger. And I took it for another one month. Nothing. The headache was just there. It was as if I didn't want to see. See, you know when you take drugs sometimes you feel some respite. I didn't feel any respite. Nothing changed. The thing was just there. Bam. As if it was just there. So I went back to him. <laughs> And when I saw him this second time, he said, okay, so you have to go and do a brain scan. Ah, <laughs> When he said brain scan, when I mean, move What did we carry? What did we throw? Like my people would say, kill a Why? I say, I have a headache. I brain scan. What is that one? was then I decided, I see. This guy cannot help me. <laughs> because there's no way you do that brain scan. Eh? <laughs> they will see something. You people know I eh, eh. If you do that brain scan, they will see something. Even the thing, it, it may be a normal thing that is supposed to be in your brain, but they will say, maybe that one is too big. <laughs> you know? So I said, no, this brain scan, me, I will not do it. Then what did I I went back to the Word. That was when I got serious. Like, okay, I was believing that maybe I should not disturb God with too much with this thing, but I had to go back to the Word. Okay. In my study, in every I just kept trying. See, these scriptures, these three scriptures that I read, eh, Isaiah 53, Matthew, I ate them, I read them, I believed, I confessed them. I so in one of those research that I was doing, I came across one book, and then it was about getting healing. And the writer of the book was saying, See, if all else has failed, eh, choose one day eh, that you got your healing. Eh? I should just choose one day. I should pray, believe, and choose one day. So I came to church one Wednesday and I said, today I'm going to get my healing. That is me and this healing. I don't know what they were preaching that day. For me, I came for my healing. I, I can't even remember what they were preaching, but I came for my healing. And I agreed with God that day. Now on this day, I got my healing. I prayed. I confessed. And from that day, okay, from that day, I got to Nothing changed. Though. It's not as if the headache just disappeared. No. It was still there for days, for months. But every time I felt the headache, I'll confess these words and I'll say, I received my healing on that day. I kept saying it. I kept saying, I received my healing on that day. I received my healing on that day. So this headache, I really do not have it. I've received my healing on that day. This headache, I do not have it. I just, see, I know I had had it for like two and a half years. The day it disappeared, I can't tell you. But I just know that one day, The headache disappeared until today, okay? Since then, I can count the number of times I've had headaches. And they were nothing, nothing compared to what I used to experience. And now when I have headache, it's strange to me. Uh, Where is headache coming from, you know? For somebody who had lived with it for plenty years. See, what am I trying to tell you tonight? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. But it is left to us to understand what he has done. And the only way is what I've just shared with you. Go back to the word, stand on it. Believe that you have received your healing. Okay? Let me move quickly. The second thing you'll find out when you study about health is that it is God's will that you be healed. Okay? I said earlier that God does not share sicknesses, right? It is His will that you be healed. 1 John 3. I'm sorry, Third John chapter 1, verse 2. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So it is his will. He said, he wishes above all things that you prosper and be in health. So in the first instance, he doesn't want you to fall sick, but peradventure you are sick. He says he wants you to be in health. Okay? It is his will. So you cannot say, Um, God, if it's your will, heal me. When we pray like that, we are praying a prayer of unbelief because it is his will. Are we together? Am I making sense? Okay? If your neighbor is sleeping, tap them. Tell them that they need to get this thing this night. Praise the Lord. The same way you cannot say, God, if it is your will, save this person. We all know that it is his will that all should come to repentance, Right? The same way, salvation and healing are on the same pedestal, the same platform when it comes to that. But see, you need to have faith. All of these things I said, I went back into the world and I stayed on it. I stayed and I kept confessing that no matter what I see, no matter what in they happen, this healing, I got it on that day. See, when you stay long, the devil will have no choice than to just run away. Praise the Lord. So you must have faith. What are you believing God for when it comes to your healing? You need to agree. Are you believing that you will be healed or you are believing that that sickness, uh, when you take the drug, it will go or when you do that operation, it will go? Because whatever you believe is where God will meet you. Whatever you believe, God will meet you at that point. Okay? I I read of a story of a woman that they were trying to get to, to, to be healed. And every time the man of God was talking to her about getting healed, she would say, she was born again, she would say, but the doctor said, but it, the guy kept trying. He said, but the doctor said, and said yeah, but the Bible says, no." but the doctor said. So he had to, he gave up and said, okay, where can we agree? He said, okay, I agree with me that when I enter for this operation, that it will be successful. He said, okay, that's your level. And then they prayed, they held hands. The man prayed. And he prayed that when this operation takes place, that she will heal so fast that everybody will be surprised. And that was exactly what happened. In a matter of days, you couldn't tell that she even went for any operation. God met her at that level. If she had believed that she was going to be healed and not needed that operation, that would have happened to her. Praise the Lord. So God will meet you at your level. God will meet you at your level. See the third thing you will find out, if you really study the word, you'll see that there are plenty ways that God has put in the Bible for us to get healing. Okay, first, He doesn't want us to get sick. I said that before. But if, by adventure, you are ill, there are different ways He has outlined them in the Bible. Different ways. Some it will be by prayer. Okay, you will pray and God will answer because He always does. Praise the Lord. Some it will be by laying on of hands. The Bible tells us that you can call the elders to come and lay hands. And the prayer of the righteous will heal the sick. Okay, have we seen that before in the Bible? Okay? For some people, you might have to just demand. Okay? I mean, I had prayed. I had prayed, I had confessed. My wife and I had held hands and agreed. But I had to demand of the devil that he should leave me. That this headache, I have... have, Conquered it on that day I had to demand So you may have to demand okay? And when you pray, believe know We have dealt with that, we did faith last month When you pray, believe, that was what I did What helped my belief was that I chose a date So no matter what I was feeling At that point onwards I had settled it on that date It helped me Yes, I'm feeling this pain now, the headache is still there It's disturbing me, but I'm healed And before I knew it before I knew it, the headache went. Praise the Lord. Are we getting blessed at all? Okay? See, the more we Christians, and I mean born-again Christians, understand and appropriate what Christ has done, the better for us. See, I'm here tonight. If you don't get anything, just understand that this is one of the things that Christ has done for you. He has taken away Every disease. But you need to come to that realization that, okay, I want to walk in this realization. I want to believe it. I want to appropriate it. I want it to be a reality to me. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says we must be first, first, partakers, maybe. So we need to understand it. So that's why I'm talking about it to us tonight. So we need to understand what He has done. We are celebrating Easter. Why did Christ come? It came so that I don't have diseases. It came so that I can live disease-free here on earth. Praise the Lord. And you know, there's nothing that convinces anybody like a positive experience, a believable reference. Do you agree with me? There's nothing. See, I remember I remember um, several years ago, I think 20 years ago, okay, I was trying to change jobs. And the job I was trying to get had eight stages. The interview, the, the interview process, the recruitment process had eight stages. Okay, So I was on the sixth stage. The sixth stage, you were going to meet the directors of the company. Uh, the seventh stage, you'll meet the MD. The eighth stage, you go, you go for medicals so to know whether you are able to work in the company. So at the stage of meeting the directors, I had met a few of them. I was with the marketing director that day. And then he said to me, after asking me a few questions, he brought out a pen and said, how will I convince him to buy this pen? And nobody had asked me that question before. When I was preparing, I did not that down as part of the (laughs) questions that anybody can ask you. But it just came to me, I believe it was the Holy Spirit, I said, I will give you to try it. Praise the Lord. I will give you to try it. Later, I found out that that was the answer I was expecting from me. That will give you the pen, you will use it, and when you are convinced that the pen is good, you will buy. And that is why you see a lot of people, um, when new softwares come out, they will say, trial version. You will try it. When you are hooked on it, they will now take it in so that you go and pay for it. You know, sometimes when people even want to sell you a new product, they will say, try it. You want to sell you something new to eat, they will say, Taste it. Okay? When you go and buy suya, <laughs> has anybody experienced that thing before? Uh, you, you, you know that guy in 512, Abbey? The guy will cut one big portion for you eh? <laughs> and put it in his and you start chewing the thing. You cannot taste that thing and not buy suya. It's, it's not possible. You, once you taste it, and then he will now cut one small piece for you. I say, okay, okay, you have taken the one you gave me to taste before. Nothing convinces anybody like a positive experience, a believable reference. So that's why I'm talking to you tonight, so that you understand what you are. This week, this month, we're going out to preach. We need to understand who we are first, appropriate what belongs to us, so that when we go out there to talk to people about Christ, you'll see people we have heard testimonies of people that what brought them was the fact that they saw a miracle. That somebody prayed. When General Okonkua came here, you remember he gave us an example of somebody that was having kidney trouble, and he held hands with the lady, or he prayed for the lady, and the kidney trouble disappeared. If you tell that person to tumble to church, that person will follow you straight up. We need to understand that. Okay. I also read a story of somebody... It, it, the story was a bit like, like Paul's case. he um, was a missionary, he had gone somewhere to to um, to preach, and something beat him, maybe a scorpion, maybe something beat him, and everybody was expecting that he would react. And then they said, No, oh, no, come, come and sit down. And he said, No, I'm fine in Jesus' name. And nothing happened to him, he continued the preaching there was a strong man in that town that was watching that was there in that crusade and the strong man years later when he had given his life to Christ he said it was that singular act that miracle he saw that so this thing can bite somebody and the person will say in Jesus name I'm fine don't worry guys in Jesus name I'm fine the guy became a strong member he was bringing every strong man in town you know there are some people that once they tell you let's go to church you can he converted Virtually everybody in the town. What am I saying, guys? There's something in our hands. It is part of the redemption plan. So, when you go out there to preach in this period, believe what you carry. You have the right. It's in the Bible. The signs shall follow every believer, they will cast out demons. They will... You have the right to pray for people. But first and foremost, you need to know that you are healed. You need to appropriate it. You need to believe it. You need to experience that thing. Praise the Lord. So as I round up, as I round up tonight, if you are here, okay, if you are here in this auditorium, if you are watching online, and there's any ailment in your body, any, any sickness, any disease, see, known and unknown. Projector, please, leave um, this ironically 28 verse 61. Leave it on the screen so that everybody can see. Maybe you have gone to see the consultant like me and they have told you the name of the disease. Or maybe you haven't even gone to see the consultant. But it is a disease. It says, also every sickness and every plague which is not written in this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. It is a curse. Praise the Lord. Every disease, every pain, everything that you are going through that is not of God is a curse. And Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Okay? So if you are here or if you are watching online and there is something, please, I want us to just rise. Let's rise to our feet. As I, as I round up, let's rise to our feet. Okay? Projector, I don't know if it's possible to put um, Galatians 3.13... Just below this. I don't know if it's possible. That kind of mix. We have Deuteronomy 28, 61 on top. And then you put Galatians three thirteen. Just below it. Is it possible? Okay. I want us to see these scriptures side by side. So that we understand what has really happened. Okay? So we're not going with just there are plenty of diseases, or we're just going with Christ has redeemed us. These are diseases, and this is what Christ has done. Okay? So just give me a few minutes, give them a few minutes to put it up.
1: But if you're having
0: any sickness in your body, hmm? know that Christ has redeemed you from that sickness. Christ has redeemed you from that sickness. Can I have it here? Is that possible? Okay. It says, 61, um, Also, every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. And Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written "Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree I want us to look at those two things and begin to imagine in your mind that that sickness, that pain that you are feeling in any part of your body the solution to it is that Christ has paid the full price he has freed us from this curse I establish that It's a curse. And we also establish that Christ has redeemed us. Is anybody understanding me? Okay, is it making sense? Okay, so I want you to repeat after me. You may want to touch where you have that sickness. Just put a finger or a hand around it. Okay, and repeat after me. According to Deuteronomy 61. Please, I want you to repeat after me. According to Deuteronomy 28 verse 61. my sickness you can now name the sickness whatever it is give it a name give it the name they have called it is a curse of the law but according to galatians 3:13 christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law therefore from today The 13th of April, 2022. I no longer have mentioned the name of the disease. We're going to do that one more time. Okay? That was practice. We're going to do it one more time. And I want you to believe strongly. And after today, don't go back and ask God to heal you. He has healed you. Okay? Now, if you're feeling too much pain... And there's something that relieves the pain. You can still take that. But don't believe in that. Know that I'm taking this temporarily till the healing is perfected. Do you understand me, guys? Okay, so we're going to do that again. According to Deuteronomy 28:61, my sickness, name the sickness, is a curse of the law. But according to Galatians 3:13 Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore from today the 13th of April 2022 I no longer have named the sickness and begin to believe that you are healed. Praise the Lord. Have you been blessed?